That Album Podcast. Album-oriented rock format. International music coverage of rock. Hot drops played in local music scenes. The street-level opinion of music you should hear. We all need some real rock and roll in our lives. That Album is an independent Canadian broadcast bringing the best of unsigned, underground, independent rock to you. Enjoy. And this is That Album Podcast with co-host Charlie Aiken. We have Jim Crean on the show today. Incredible talent, incredible history in the rock space. You really need to take up his music if you haven't heard it. And Scream Taker is a new band uh, involving uh, Jim Crean, Finney Apice, and Stefan. And they're going to be releasing that. Anytime soon. So check out this podcast and enjoy the show. Cheers. We're going to start the show with an incredible track Shattered Mirror.
Hey, Jim, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Good. How you guys doing? Good. Hey, so Jim's with Scrim Taker. Uh, just so you know what's going on uh, for our podcast and my love co-host, Shay Drinkwater. Yeah, Shay D. <laughs> Nobody spells my name just right. So I gave yeah, that, that up a long time yeah. ago. More man. mysterious, anyways. Yeah, Shay D. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I I got that monogram. Thank you so much, Jim, yeah. for coming on the show. God, you're incredibly Indeed. talented. Love your voice. Thank you guys for Love having your voice. Oh, great, it's it's great incredible. Well, we ju- we had listened to before the chat. We listened to mm. Shattered Mirror. I love the track. I love you to tell us a bit about that. Uh, and also have Charlie's take on the track as well. So you're on, Jim. Yes, that's a, a cool that. song. Um, I basically wrote that song about, um, I was watching kind of an old horror movie, and um, it, I got the idea of, you know, being like trapped in, in a mirror, you know, like trapped in a mirror. And um, yeah, so then, you know, wow. for, for ages upon ages, you know, like hundreds and hundreds of years. So you'd seen all kinds of different um you know, I guess uh, fashions and decades of different, you know, p- parts of history. And then one day the mirror shattered. You got out, you know. Wow. So words are like, I, w- I walk across broken glass, shattered mirror, I'm free at last, right? Um, this prophecy has forsaken me. So many things I can't unsee. So it's like, those are the verse of it. So in other words, there's so many things that they saw that were, horrible that you didn't want to see and there's you know so that's kind of the concept of it and i thought it was a really cool idea and, and um you know that's really very what's cool fun. idea i like it yeah it's different you know yeah very so how do you how do you approach when uh something with a song are you always motivated by something in your sphere like watching a movie or seeing two people interact or something personal like a breakup. You know, I mean, anything like it, that? really, I don't go out really get a song in mind. I don't write like, hey, I'm going to write the song about a breakup or a love affair. Or something. I don't do that. I just kind of whatever the, the feel the song, the song starts taking me. Right. So, um, you know, with this particular album, yeah. uh, Steph, um, the guitar player in the band, Stefan from uh, France, he, he sent me a bunch of. Uh, the music like the guitar riffs and whatnot so once he sent that to me I, I just kind of went with what the melody I heard um, on top of the music and then I, I just kind of came up with concepts for each different song um, there's a song on there on the record that's real similar to uh, it, it's it's basically about what was going on during the crazy times during COVID with um, the lockdowns um, you know, it's called Frontline. So it's about songs of how, you know, they were rioting in the cities and just, just ridiculous. People just acting ridiculous. Well, that's what that song, one of the songs is about. So it was just basically, I try and keep it current events, but then after, you know, say a decade, decade after this album's out, they're not current events anymore. So you kind of got to keep it, um, when, I, when I write anyways, I kind of keep it um, kind of up to interpretation. So it's kind of what you hear different than maybe what I thought the song was about. Yeah, yeah makes total makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. So, trying- so is it a full 
Yeah, yeah, we have eleven album, songs. We just actually completed the last a song um, last week, so it's in final production right now. Um, we have a producer, Artie Dillon. Uh, he's producing the record. He's the same. He's my guitar player in my in my band. I play with with Vinny and Carmine a piece. And I have a band called the Peace Brothers. Yeah, so he's the guitar player for that band, and he's actually producing the record. And um, we just did the last song, uh, which is perfect way to end the song is a song called shine on and it's a perfect ending of an album the song we're a long kind of droning song and it, it really fits a great way to complete this album out that's it is it a you know there's really no ballads on this uh, album it's, it's I, kind of cool which is yeah kind of cool. i saw that and so just how did you guys meet how did you guys connect who uh, so you and the um, Apsies, Vinny and uh, Carmine. Oh, I've, I've been playing with those guys in a band. Like I said, it's called the Peace Brothers Drum Wars for about yeah. 11 years. Oh, okay. 11, wow. 11 yeah. years. I've been with those guys forever and I've toured the world with those guys. And matter of fact, we're going back out in August. So, I, you know, I've been with those guys forever. And Vinny uh, was, had a project going about six, five, six years ago with Steph. Um, he met him in Los Angeles and then he asked me if I wanted to sing on it. And that's how I became really good friends with Steph. And before you know it, Steph and I were writing songs together and, and then, and of course, Vinny playing drums on him and Rudy right. Sardo and some, some big players. Yeah. And, uh, some really big names you've got behind you. I was, I, I went through all your stuff, all your videos are all absolutely super, super well done and definitely top class. So well done. I appreciate that. So when this project happened, um, like I said, initially we started writing songs because Steph and Vinny both and all these guys played on my album. My last album uh, was called The London Fog. And, you know, I wrote all the songs on that album. Got them over to Steph and Steph would tweak them and, and make them a little stronger. And this time around, we started, came up, we came up with the idea of, well, let's make another Jim Crane record uh, initially. You know, it was during COVID. This, we've been writing this album for about a year and you know and yeah. so he Steph goes well I got some great song ideas so he sent them to me and they were a lot different than what I normally would write they were real dark and like real heavy and real black sabbath sounding and I said wow this is something cool you know yeah you know when I play with the Peace Brothers we do a ton of sabbath we do a lot of Dio you know we do the, the retrospect of the brother's career so once these songs came out and, and he started sending me stuff like, wow, this is really cool. So I got it over to Vinny. Once I put down my, you know, melodies and my vocals and my, my lyrics, Vinny, you know, played the drums almost just like he did when he was in Black Sabbath. These, these, these albums could be like right off of, I, I say it's like a, a, a child of uh, the mob rules by Black Sabbath and maybe Holy Diver. That's how that's <laughs> cool. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? yeah like i also checked out stefan's page and uh he's he's also got an incredible voice too by the way i noticed yeah and, and so yeah you guys oh, you guys yeah. have got definitely yeah. that Very that tough. sort of black sabbath feel to you yeah so then once we started writing these songs yeah. and it started becoming what what this is is um you know i said to Steph, i go we should just make this not a jim crean record because it doesn't have that flavor of what jim crean records are and i got nine solo albums out so right um, all the albums are really more more AOR kind of commercial rock metal sounding. And this sounds just downright hard and heavy. And I said, this is really going to throw the, the Jim Crean fans off a little bit. And it, 
So let's why don't we make this a band? And Vinny loved the idea. Vinny goes, Vinny goes, yeah, this is definitely like a more of a, a band feel. So that is cool. That's cool. So it it's is. a game and, and changer. This, this is like the first, you know, album I'm putting out in a while. Um, so it's I'm coming out with an actual project band, you know. So once we decided that, um, we started shopping the album around and we, we just we just literally inked a deal a really big label and it was great distribution through worldwide distribution and um yeah our, our agent jeff Collins wow. um went and chased down a deal for us and uh we got we got great management with, with jeff Keller um from artery you know he handles a lot of big bands he handles the peace brothers as well but so i went to him and said hey look at i got this I got this album in my hands what can we do with it and he said let me shop this for the deal uh, wow that's incredible you've been in the business a long time you said nine albums but uh, you've also been connected and uh, very close friends with a lot of uh uh well-known people uh, one yeah. of them phil narrow uh he produced your first solo record i was blown away by that he's incredible it's, it's sad mm. that he uh, passed away my best friend i mean you know i've known phil Oh, I'm oh, sorry. It's heartbreaking. He's coming up on the up, one year anniversary uh, in a couple of weeks. Wow. And um, yeah, he was, it was, it was a, what a hit to the music industry. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Phil and I have been friends since 1983. Yeah. Um, so he produced wow. my first, he's my first four, four, five albums. And by the first one you're talking about, yeah, we did um, in the early '90s. But we actually wrote songs in like 90, 84, 85, and we started writing songs together. Um, and then by the time '90 came, it is like '88, '89, um, we decided let's record these, and that's when we did the first my album. But he, I was in a band called Strutter, and he he produced that one too, and he he sang background vocals on it and wrote some songs with me on that album too. So. Phil and I have a huge history, and, and like you said, in, in, in Canada. Are you from Canada, Shay? I'm Toronto born and raised and bred. Awesome. I'm in the country <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah, so I, I toured Canada yeah. right out of high school. I toured Canada for two years straight. Um, and, 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 and Phil yeah. and I, you know, we've, we've toured together and, and, and played in bands together forever since you know, we were kids. And, um, but yeah, in Canada, in my opinion, Phil was huge name in Canada as far as, you know, hardworking, uh, just well-respected. Um, oh, you know, yeah, so, yeah. And so Phil, pretty, Phil, and if you look at also in some of the names, since you're Canadian, um, you would see on my first couple albums, a lot of big Canadian players like Steve Major. He produced it. You know, Steve won a bunch of Junos yeah. and he's a, he's a big name. Uh, who else is on those? Um, Roger Banks. You know, I, uh, Stan Michik, who also played with, um, who didn't he play with, but the guess who when he played in, and uh, Lee Aaron and Rick Emmett, all those guys. So I have a lot of Canadian ties as well. Um, yeah, you've been involved with a lot. I, I think I saw Yeah, we, I work Sweet with guys from well there. And... Honeymoon Suite, yep. I, I work with them all. So nice. don't forget, I'm in Buffalo, which is right over the border. It's, it's right over, yeah. Border just across the line, you throw a rock. Well, that's right. cool. I mean, that's the beauty of the music industry too, though, isn't it? To 
is that, you know, there is this, this inner group that you can, you know, get to know somebody just because you know somebody, because it's, that's the wonder I find with the music industry. Well, it's about networking. Yeah, you're right. And it's in, in, yeah. in uh, you know, the stronger, the harder work I think you have, the more other musicians gravitate towards that. And they say, hey, look yeah. at this. this I agree. The one thing I want to ask you before we listen to the uh, the uh, next track, which is Werewolf, yeah. absolutely love it, because I've never interviewed somebody that it's an iconic place. You headlined at yeah. the Whiskey three, and Go-Go. Three, three times, actually, did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, can that you would tell have been me cool about experience. that? That's incredible. Yeah. Um, we did that in 2019. Well, I, I did it three times. I, I did it a bunch of times with the Apiece Brothers. You know, we, we played there. I played there a bunch of times. But with the Apiece Brothers, we headlined it. But the cool thing for me was doing it with the Jim Crean band. So um, my label uh, yeah. at the time, um, what happened was we did uh, a showcase there and we headlined it. And Steve Sussman, um, the, the label A&R guy, he uh, put the whole thing together, did a great job, and um, it was great. So we filmed it for a live album DVD package. So they had a remote, um, you know, remote uh, recording unit there, mobile unit, and uh, they filmed it. So we were all excited. We got, oh, got it back. We're like, okay, great. Let's put this thing out. And then COVID hit. Basically, everything got stalled. So I have all that. At, it will, we'll uh, see the light of day because I have a label I'm talking to right now about releasing it. Um, so uh hopefully we're going to put that out on dvd and uh you know a vinyl and on you know cd so wow that's cool. going to happen yeah well the energy of well, that, yeah, alone, that room must just bring up there. some extra energy for sure oh it's just you know the first time i played there which was about probably oh, 15 years ago um i played there with my band here nation and uh, we headlined it with that band too. And uh, we had a killer crowd that night and just we're looking around like, wow, the Doors played here and all, you know, Van Halen, all these bands. Yeah. You know, really, it, it spews into you, your mind when you're on stage like that. You go, wow, okay. I bet. Cool. Yeah. But to headline it with my own project, my Jim Cream project, incredible. was really cool. I bet. Some extra pride in that one, right? <laughs> mm, right on. We've done a lot of great things, Jim, in the business. Yeah, you've got proud of your career, and a lot of things are going to happen. And we're going to listen to Werewolf right now and come back (laughs) and talk about the song. (laughs) Yeah, woo!
Yeah, you've got some some really good, strong, solid sounds and some great sounds that go with it too. I, I love your guys' stuff too. Yeah, that's a cool. That's that's my favorite song off the record. To be honest with you, is the Curse of the Werewolf. Um, it's uh, kind of you know I, that the movie from you know the old movie from I think the fifties or forties called The Curse of the Werewolf. You know, I was watching it one night, and I don't even know why I was watching it, but I was. And then I I got this the music from Stefan. I went, I'm gonna write a song about that being you know cursed as a werewolf mythical werewolf type thing and um just never being able to you know do you know living through through the sands of time and having different loves you know in your life and, and then they die but you live forever that would be like that would be torture you know yeah it would be and that's what the song's about and finally you know th- that that line you just said that that was kind of the coolest and the coolest line in it so that's a cool song i'm really happy with that song and i love the way um that Artie produced it he put like you said a lot of effects on it and cool sounds on it where it's it sounds really it sounds like a movie soundtrack sounds like could, that could absolutely be at the end of a like a, a werewolf movie yeah Artie did a, it did good work did great work and, and oh, he started great. in the business when he was about 15 probably he was you know he's still young <laughs> me i mean he's, he's still a kid to me but he's he's great he does a great job and he's a great guitar player as well so i mean you know yeah well I love the track guitar work was incredible and that was done by steph yeah, right definitely that's steph oh yeah that's steph on guitar stuff does unbelievable guitar work and he also does keyboard and piano and so all that's oh, him yeah. you know and, and bass he actually played bass on most of the records he's incredibly too. talented so He's amazing. He's a very talented musician and, and a great guy and a great friend of mine. I, I consider him one of my closest friends now. I mean, I uh, I really bonded with him over the last four or five years, and um, he's I, he's really dear to my heart. So where's the tour going to happen, and will it happen? Yeah, we're booking right now. We're looking at doing starting off in Brazil. That's kind of, we had an offer oh, very cool. last summer for Brazil. Yeah, we had a great offer, a whole thing put together. And then again, this border nonsense put everything on hold. So then we looked at doing it. We were supposed to be starting in June and now that's still put off. So that's what we want to focus on because I think that to start off in Brazil, because you'll, you'll play in front of big crowds and big audiences there. That'll give us and a they're very rock. appreciative of the rock and the hard rock scene too. Like Brazil is huge. Oh yeah. You're right, Charlie. Charlie's right. I mean, it's, it's, that's a great way to, to take a band like what we're trying to do with this thing and, and start it out and launch it off the right way because yeah. they'll, a, they'll go out and buy all the records. Yeah. Correct. And, yeah. And B, they'll know all the words when we're singing when we're singing them, they'll know, they'll be singing along with us. Yeah. yeah. And what a great feeling. Yeah, it's that an is. incredible. And see, that's a great, 
yeah, it's a good power trip to go out there and say, okay, great, we're on to something here, and then come back to the States. Because it, it's a little humbling here in the States and Canada because there's so many bands and there's so much. Uh, people are really fickle in the States and in Canada, as we yeah, all true. know. Yeah, true. They scroll a lot on Facebook and let's say you really, you really catch their attention. Um, whereas in Brazil, you can put out an album and they'll buy it, whether they know who we are or not, they'll buy it. And, um, and they'll love it. They'll, they'll take it for what uh, it is. Yeah, it's know. an incredible, it's incredible. I actually, one of my, one of my companies that uh, does music uh, management and promotion, we have offices in uh, Brazil. Oh, yeah, awesome. It's an, it's an incredible, uh, incredible market and very strong and very supportive of the rock and just, uh, rock genre. Yeah. Well, they are. And, um, not even just Brazil. I mean, the whole, the whole European thing is, it just seems in Japan, they really embrace this kind of music because they're kind of behind the times, you know what I mean? So they, they embrace rock music still. Whereas, I think you know, just overall, they seem to, because, you know, my brother's a professional over there as well. I think just looking at the scene over there from what I've seen anyways, it's just a, a more of an appreciation, too, for rock and the harder rock, you know, where here we tend to be more North America, more poppy, for lack of better terms, that or new country, right? More commercial. You're totally right. Yeah, yeah country is big right now. But, and, and to me personally, I just think country is just regurgitated uh, Southern rock. Well, yeah, really, of course. All it is. Yeah. I listen to that and I go, wow, well, what's really different than Leonard Skinner here? I just don't hear a difference. But I said, so I just find that a lot of these uh, country or some of the bigger ones have wandered a bit into the rock world. And I've listened to some of their stuff and it's totally rock and roll. It's not even country anymore. That's exactly what they're doing. So, I agree. Um, like there's a, there, there's a really good band called Cadillac three. I don't know if you're familiar with any of this stuff, but they're like, a, they sound like a rock band but they're in the, in the, in the, in the country genre and they, they're getting all the big gigs. I have a promoter friend who um, does a great job. And he's always saying to me, man, you should just cross over, just cross over to country. Cause <laughs> he can put me with some, I mean, he, he started off with Eric church. Who's a mega star now, Florida, yeah, Georgia mega. line. So there's some big stuff yeah. there. Um, and I want to give a shout out to him. His name's uh, Ross cat over at back to back entertainment. So he, um, he has some big, you know, he works with some big, big players. And he's always saying to me, man, you should cross up cross over to the uh to the to the countryside to the other yeah. side cross over <laughs> and why haven't you because i'm a true rocker i've been yeah. you know doing this since i was 13 years old I, hallelujah you know Good in the early you. days i phil used to always say to me too he says you should try and be more of a commercial commercialized singer but i'm I got that ronnie james deal kind of you know steven tyler kind of rock sound that i embraced it you know now i know that i'm now I'm carrying the torch for it, you know. So yeah. it's and you different. definitely have that voice, just to be clear. So I think I think you're you're still gonna see, even though I get there's more more fans, so to speak, on the countryside, I still think you know the way the way you play in your voice style, you are in your sweet spot. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I embrace that because you know, for the longest time I was trying, you know, you try and find yourself and figure out what, what's gonna work. And I and I love when I see rock singers cross over to country and it just it, they fail because it yeah. just doesn't it's not them no it's know? not and and i respect the guys who stay true to what they're what they're what they what they do you know yeah. one of my closest friends is mike tramp from uh, white lion really good friend of mine and, and i like i like what he did um you know he was the 80s you know poster guy you know i mean 
great looking, cool hair, all that stuff. <laughs> and, and, and he had a, he had the great 80 sounding voice. But as he matured, he decided to, you know, discover his himself. And now he puts out a lot of acoustic albums and he he really has that down to a science. He does a great job with it. And, you know, he really found himself. So I always thought that was kind of cool that he found his way that way. Um, and I love when singers do that. And that's what I try. And I think I did that, too. You know, but I nice. think if people if an artist is true to, to themselves, they put out better music and they reach plateaus that they never thought possible. Yeah, because they're having fun doing yeah. it. That's why. Well, you write better songs because they're real. They're not just writing songs about, you know, going out and partying and, and picking up women and, 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 you know, having a good time because that stuff's, that's so cliche. It's, you know, who, who cares about that anymore? You, yeah. I like, I like listening to songs that have some kind of, some kind of purpose. Yeah, I agree. Well, definitely from what we've seen, both Charlie and I, uh, what we've listened to um, from that they're going to be part of the albums. It looks to be, a really great release. Um, I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Uh, where's the best place for uh, fans to catch notice uh, when it's released? Well, I mean, you can go to my website. It's Jim Crean. That's C-R-E-A-N.net. Um, you can go to our Facebook page. We have a Facebook page uh, just on, you know, Scream Taker. Just find that, you know, you can check out Steph Hans Facebook page, Vinny Apices, um Facebook page, and then we're going to have a website as well. So, and then of course um, our label will have distribution. So it's going to be in all the, all the record stores worldwide. So it's, it'll be, uh, it'll be cool. hopefully take a lot of notice. Hopefully some of the bigger magazines, like Sleaze Rock and, um, you know, Labyrinth and, and all those will pick it up and, and they'll run with it. Super cool. Yeah, that's incredible. So, and then guys like you guys helping out with, you know, promoting it and, and doing interviews like this and getting the word out that that's, believe me, you, you know, it's tough enough in this business, but then when we got guys like you guys coming out and supporting us, that, that helps a lot. So I appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Jim. Well, thanks. A, uh, we both appreciate it. Right, Charlie? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jim, and telling us about the album and giving us a glimpse about you and Scream Taker and the band. Yeah, thanks, Jim Green. Woo, I love it. <laughs> Great chatting with you guys. We'll talk soon. All right. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. And that's a wrap. Thank you for tuning into the show. Sponsored by The Buzzer Media. Thank you to the artists who share their music. Our shows wouldn't happen without their music. Subscribe at thebuzzerpod.com. Fans and artists can submit their request to Shay at thebuzzworld.com. Until next time, cheers.